Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights? And the wolf is at your door. You're running so This episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast may contain descriptions of acts of violence or that of a sexual nature and should be for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. I do not get the facts of these cases off of the internet or for some television show. The facts I'm retelling you were presented to me by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My descriptions of the crime scenes, what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Woody Overton. And today, we are going to be beginning... Season 16 of Real Life, Real Crime. And y'all, I don't really have a rhyme or reason when I start a season or stop a season. So, you know, it's not so many episodes or whatever. Um, I just do it whenever I feel like it. I guess it's good to be king. Good and, you know, my shit, right? Um, but I'm so thankful for each and every one of y'all. And because I've been doing this, you know, what almost six years now and it's because y'all keep liking and sharing and putting up with the cases and the different things that I do over the years. Right. But every season 
I start out, or almost every season, um, I started out with an Ask Me Anything episode. And I'm going to thank all the Patreon and convicts and Apple subscribers. Again, you just got another episode, bonus episode last week. And um, thank you all for subscribing. It, you know, just really helps out the show. And it's uh, amazing. You're amazing. If you can't be a patron or a convict or an Apple subscriber, I totally get it. I love you just as much. Truly, 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 uh, lifers are the best fans in the world, okay? Um, and thank you, everybody, for the birthday wishes and uh, all the stuff. And, and Miss Gatlin, who sent me a box of all the Christmas vacation cousin Eddie stuff. Thank you so much. That was really sweet, sweetheart. I forgot to post the video, but ask me anything y'all. I I really, y'all shock me every time when you send in these questions, there's, you know, of course some of them are repeats, but there's a lot of really, really great questions. And I'm going to take a few minutes and read them to you. And we are, Got a lot of big stuff coming, y'all. There's definitely TV stuff coming. Uh, Cold Case Files episode is coming. I, it's going to be in the beginning of the new season that they're about to release. And we have some other TV stuff coming that I can't talk about yet, but it's there. So stick with us. It's going to be an interesting season. A lot of old school cop stories. Uh, we're going to be doing some, um, I don't want to call them follow-ups, but closing out some stories and, 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 and different things like that. So just stick with us and love and appreciate each and every one of you and let's roll with it. First question comes from Miss Chelsea, Chelsea Connors. And she says, any cases you solved involved uh, a psych psychics help. All right, Chelsea, I get this one. I've had this one for, I don't know that I've answered it directly because I had some stuff that was going on in the case. But I I am not against using any type of help that I can get, whatever it takes to solve the crime. Um, I'll tell you this, the most recent case that, well, I don't know if I should say that. Mm, Yes, I've used psychics, and there's a case that I'm actually working now a murder case. I know it's a murder. And one of the fans and one of the lifers, and you know who you are, they 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 are in contact with a psychic and the psychic keeps saying, Hey, check this, check that, check this, check that. And a lot of it's very, very true. I mean, like freak you out information that they have. But the taking that information and trying to validate it, um, it's tough because sometimes the information is a little bit vague. And, but I can tell you this, I believe in it. The, I absolutely believe I have used it. I can't really go into details on it, but like on this one case, the, the psychic who's from way, way not in the state of Louisiana, um, has drawn a circled a, a spot on the map and just did, they didn't even have the, the, full gist of the story about everything that happened. I'm trying not to give it away, but they sent a thing in and the psychic actually circled an area on a map that she 
could not have known about and said, this is where the body's at. Um, it's in the water, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And, and a lot of other things that she said that were spot on. Now, it's challenging as to what you can do with that information. It's not like you can go to a judge and say, hey, I got a psychic out of New York City that's sending me this information. Can I get a warrant? <laughs> it doesn't work like that. But I, I'm going to tell you something. I've used them. No doubt about it, Chelsea, of uh, uh, using I continue to, to do it. Hey, I'm open to whatever. And and I believe that, you know, people do have psychic ability. Or the, well, I don't care what deity you pray to. I mean, if you ever read the Bible, the gift of the sermon is one of the, the gifts in the Bible. And I know certain people have that, right? It's a very good question. Thank you, Chelsea. And I really, really do appreciate you. So let's go. To Miss Jill Lynn Lagowski, right? I hope I said it right, Jill. Uh, um, Jill says, why do they say the first 24 to 48 hours are the most important in a missing persons case, but then when someone contacts the PD concerning a missing person, they say we have to wait at least 24 hours? Okay, Jill, it's a good question, but I think you're off a little bit on it. The... Um, what they say is the first 24 to 48 hours are the most important in a homicide investigation. Okay. Um, not, that's not necessarily missing person's case. Okay. But the, uh, uh, it's kind of multifaceted. The, the reason they do the 24 hour. And I, I don't like that. I don't like that. That rule, if you will, that most departments use, because oh, let me see how I can explain this. When people come in and make a, a missing missing persons report, right, and this has happened, I've talked about it several times on Real Life Real Crime. When they come in to make a missing persons report, um, mm, you got to use your spidey senses, right? If they come in and make a missing uh, Report of uh, like little Caitlin Adel, you know, a, a, a 12 year old that, that we saw her get off the school bus and she's gone and what have you, right? The, the, um, and, and Detective Ben Ballard called me at, um, and said, Hey, I need your help down here on this one. Something's not right. And he was right. But sometimes, a lot of times when people come into the detective's office, they'll be like, Oh, you know, my husband's missing or whatever. And, you know, you, you talk to them that they have any kind of narcotics problem, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, um, and, or have you had any fights recently and, and what have you? And sometimes you could just tell you, like, mm, this dude's going to show up and they're on a bender or whatever. Uh, so I don't think that you don't discount anyone coming in saying their loved one's missing and, and want to file that report. I just think some of them that you know right away it's fucked and as you end up working a homicide. Now, it is absolutely true that the first 48 hours um, in a homicide case are the most important. That's when it's for a bunch of reasons. Like the that's when you first get in your evidence. Um, it's when you witness statements or, or freshes in their mind freshes in their mind of of the people that saw what happened. Um 
just if you catch the murder or if you're interviewing the murder, that's when they're most likely to break and give you the juice, right? Because it's fresh and they're they're coming down from doing whatever they did. Um, the evidence collection, video surveillance collection, it's just it's just it's the hottest time to get the juice, right? And the hotter it is, that first forty eight hours, the more likely you are to solve it. So there's a lot that goes into that, Jill. Um, a lot more than I'm probably thinking about right now. The I, I but on the waiting twenty four hours thing, you know what? If it ever happens to your people, and you believe uh, you go in and report, and they give you that stuff, and you really think something's wrong, call the news media. All right, the news media, especially if it's an elected official like a sheriff. News media comes out and hits the sheriff, and, and they're like, hey, what are you doing about this? You better believe the sheriff's going to put some money on it. So I wouldn't necessarily just take that 24-hour notice. Now, if this person has done it, and this happened to me several times, this person has a habit of disappearing on drug benders or running off with a boyfriend because they're mad at their parents or what have you, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt. But there's been a lot, a lot of cases where people come in to report missing persons and you just know something stinks. And, and so you got to get on it. Hopefully I answered. OK, so the next one is from Jordan Jennings. And it says, Jordan says, did you imagine yourself being in this position when you were 10 years old? Well, Jordan, I'm going to let the cat out the bag and then tell people. I don't know that I've ever said this on the podcast. Pretty sure I didn't. When I was 10 years old, you know what I wanted to be? This is really going to make you laugh. I actually wanted to be a priest. And, and uh, the of course, that naturally that didn't come to fruition, right? But I wanted to be um, a priest, and then I wanted to be in the military, and then I wanted to be a cop. Now, of course, I couldn't imagine podcasts because we didn't have internet back then. The uh, or being in a position where I would be speaking to you know hundred millions of people uh, um, and being so blessed and and just telling stories. Now I could have never ever imagined that Jordan, but I, I wanted to be a cop was always on my radar. Uh, couple other things I want to be. I want to be, I actually want to be an, an archaeologist at, at one point. I want, to, I, well, you know what? I did want to be a reporter at one point. At one point, I want to be in advertising, meaning I want to write commercials. I know that sounds crazy. And what else? Oh, I want to be a marine biologist because I love anything to do with, with water. But it all shakes out, and now I'm just an old cop that tells stories. Thank you, Jordan Jennings, for your question. All right. So, Miss Jacqueline Cornett. Ja- Jacqueline, you know I'm so bad with names, sweetie. But it's C-O-R-R-C-O-R-E-N-T. C-O-R-R-E-N-T. So, Jacqueline says, are you planning any more meet and greets in South Louisiana soon? I have listened to you from the start. I'm a medical uh Medical legal death investigator in Jefferson Parish. So your stories hit close to home, exclamation. 
I would love to a sit down or a meet and greet to exchange stories and see if we know uh, some of the same people in the field. Exclamation. Jacqueline. Uh, well, if you are a involved in the deaf investigator part, I'm actually speaking. I'm giving a keynote speech at, um, on March the 1st in Covington for, I think it's the Coroner's Association of Deaf Deaf Investigators uh, yearly conference or whatever they have. So I'm going to be speaking then. Uh, meet and greets. I think I'm going to step that game up a little bit, Jack. On the, uh, I've got, not, yeah, I kind of got away from it in the last year. And, and so I'm going to start doing that. Maybe, you know, coming to JP somewhere. If you tell me what your favorite local bar is and we can advertise it a week ahead of time. And I mean, I'm going to get out amongst the people more um, and, and meet my fans. Right. I love all the lifers. I mean, lifers come up to me all the time, no matter where I am in public. And I love that. So y'all don't be afraid to come up and I'd love to take a picture with you and uh, talk to you about how you started listening to podcasts and everything else. But Jacqueline, Email me at woody at realliferealcrime.com, and I'd love to sit down with you and pick your brain on some of your stories, right? And maybe, I don't know, we probably haven't worked anything together, but you know, the first homicide school I ever went to was in JP, uh, Jefferson Parish, and so small world, and I would love to sit down and talk to you and pick your brain about some of your stories, all right? So, yeah, meet and greets. I mean, I'm about to start doing more of that. Uh, and, you know, I'm not charging or whatever. I'm just, I'm, I'm maybe a week out ahead of time. Y'all tell me where your favorite place is, your favorite bar is, and we'll go out on like a Wednesday night and, and people can come over and uh, we can hang out, shoot the shit, and take pictures or whatever. All right. Thank you, Jacqueline. All right. Miss Candace. And golly, I know how to say your last name, Pusho. Um, middle name. Or probably maiden name, C H E L E T T E. So Miss Ken says, Has anyone from your episodes tried to contact you from prison once they heard or found out about the episodes with them in it? Um oh Candace, you know what? The the I'm not gonna answer that one directly because I'm working on something on one of them, but I tell you what's funny. The after Courtney Coco's case and Dateline and all that and going to number one in the world, do you, do you know what I did have contact me from prison? I had all these dudes who had cell phones illegal inside the prison, and they sent me videos of themselves stating that they were innocent. I'm like five or six different ones from different places all over the United States. They sent me videos from inside prison to uh, – uh, my email or maybe it's Facebook Messenger. I don't remember, but the saying they were innocent and want me to work their cases. Uh, as far as, hmm, there's there is definitely one that's reached out to me, and I can't go into the, to the reasons on it, Candace, because um, there's some stuff to be that's being adjudicated. Um, but great question, great question, and I appreciate it. I know that you know a lot of people have reached out to me uh, about uh, episodes that I've done, but mostly it's because their family members were involved or something like that. So, all right, moving on. 
Miss Amber Sibley Macklin. Miss Amber, thank you for sending in your question. She says, what do you want to do if and when you retire? Amber, that's just love because I am retired, right? Supposed to be. And to me, when you say the word retired, it just means you work harder than you ever have. Although, Hey, man, I, I spend so many hours doing this every day between social media and the shows and everything else. I don't really consider it work. I just consider it a real blessing. Uh, but if if I could walk away right now, um, I would have a house in Belize on an island or, or maybe Roatan somewhere in the Caribbean where I could walk out and I could go scuba diving every day, or at least snorkeling. Um, that's what I would do. And I would drink up cold beers when I'd come in and cook good, fresh seafood or whatever. And, I, yeah, I'd like to sit around and cook and drink and go scuba diving. And, of course, hunting when hunting season comes. Uh, and watch my kids grow old, right? The I'm sure at some point grandbabies are going to be – be in the picture. Um, really, really good question there, Amber. And maybe, Amber, you, I'd like to think that I'm going to be retired within the next six years. So we'll see how it works out. Thank you for your question, sweetie. All right. So let's see. Next we have, oh, Amber. Another question for Amber Sibley Macklin. What is the status of the swim podcast? And y'all, if you don't know about it, I've been talking about starting this new podcast called Someone Swim. It's an acronym for someone who isn't me. Let me tell you what, Amber, I'm about to lay that bitch down and it's going to start. Um, mm, yeah, you, unfortunately, the, the, the thing that I hate about podcasts, and I love, I love podcasts. And the thing I hate about it is, the business side, man, man, if I could just get behind the microphone and tell my shit, then, you know, and, and just do this, like it's five thirty in the morning right now and I'm doing this and I love it. Um, the business side is what, golly, I don't want to get into it. The, the, I'm about to start doing it regardless. And I'm gonna let the chips fall where they may. After I said I was going to do it, then it comes out pretty much that, Maybe legally that I couldn't do it. Well, guess what? I'm just going to do it anyway. It's going to be totally separate from real life, real crime. It's going to be really, really, really a lot of uh, adult funny stuff, but it's going to be about Swim's life. And let me tell you what, Swim's life, if you if you think that you can tell a story now, <laughs> yeah, Um and some of them might have some crime stuff in it, but most of it's just going to be stories about the crazy-ass life that he lived or has lived. And it'll be under society and culture. Um, I'm looking at probably by the end of February trying to get the first episode out. It's going to be on a total separate RSS feed, and that's what... RSS feed is like the channel, like Real Life, Real Crime. 
in Real Life Real Crime Daily are on the same RSS feed. Like, and Bloody Angola is on a separate RSS feed, and that's wherever you're carried from. Um, and it's broadcast out, to, you know, to everywhere in the world. But Swim is coming, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you the origin of it. <sighs> But we get to sit around having a few beers with the boys and the and the old bullshit stories start coming out or people are like, oh, yeah, you remember the time you did this and that? And, and so swim is going to be like a three beer minimum for I'm going to tell the stories, but it's swim. Someone who isn't me get it and plausible deniability. And it's going to be different than real life, real crime. It's going to be more lighthearted, and probably a lot of it's going to be offensive to a lot of people, but I don't care. It's just going to be it's going to be fun. Three beer minimum, meaning I have to have at least three beers before I start to record it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be – you're going to love it or you're really going to hate it. But it's coming, and I look, I've got the, I've got the artwork done. Or Jim Chapman does has the artwork done and and everything else and it's ready to rock and roll. It's just a matter of the business side of shit that I had to get through right. But so being tied, having your hands tied in one way, um, and then those things don't come to fruition, then you know what I got to eat. So swim will be coming soon. Okay, so let's move along and. Michelle, well, you know what? Let me go to Ruthie Cox Dory first. Ruthie, you know I love you. You OG lifer. Um, Ruthie put in a couple. And you know what? I'm going to cover them all. Ruthie says, what's the funniest joke you know? Ruthie, I don't know any funny jokes. Uh, um, I mean, I tell some like during the stories or whatever. Like one of my favorites is um, the old detective Sitting, all the detectives sitting around, and they were drinking their afternoon coffee, the older detectives. And the one said, you know, I've been married for 52 years, or however long it was. And me and, and he said his wife's name, he said, still use Vaseline for sex. And my partner at the time told me, he said, Mr., and I'm not going to give his name, said, hey, Mr., he said, you telling me you got all them kids and they're all grown now, and you've been you've been married fifty some years, and you it's still so this is gonna be crude, y'all. It's still so tight that you got to use Vaseline to have sex. And he said, he looked at me, and said, "Fuck no, son." He said, "I put Vaseline on the outside of the doorknob so the grandkids can't walk in." <laughs> anyway, it's probably not the funniest I know, Ruthie, but uh, I always like that one. Michelle Wright Martin and. Long time OG lifer, love you very much. Um, she says, any updates on Barbara Blunt's case? Well, let's talk about that. And I need to mention it more on the on the podcast episodes. Uh, the besides this idiot, whatever his name is, Bayou Justice or whatever, he got on. He did some kind of video and. Uh, he talked about me and said that I went with Sheriff R to these people's home and um, basically disavowed or whatever their statement about uh, on the day that Miss Barber went missing. First of all, he's an idiot. I, I've never been to anywhere 
with Sheriff Jason Ard on this case to anyone's home, especially not that couple from Alabama who were originally from Holden. As a matter of fact, I was the one that found in the case file um, when after Sheriff Ard brought me on, I found it, their statement in there. So he's an idiot but and just wants the attention. But Miss Barber's case, there's what you know, and then there's what you can prove beyond a reasonable doubt. And now proven beyond a reasonable doubt will get you an arrest, right? But the, well, probable cause will get you arrest. That in proven beyond a reasonable doubt is what you got to take to trial. And it's going to, it's shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year there, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro Pro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro Pro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this. And you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those rows, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, Poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. Occasional bloating and gas. No desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code 
RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. Going to go to trial. And I can't tell you what it is that I know, but I can beg y'all to please keep calling in your tips because they know who did it. Meaning the killers know who did it to Miss Barbara. And I have the knowledge that I have, but having the knowledge and needing that one little piece of something extra to bring it home. And it's hard. It's hard, hard. Uh, but you better believe those guys working on it and I've never given up on it. Look, we've, we've done stuff even recent, recently, like going digging and stuff like that, uh, off of tips that lifers have sent in and every one of them has passed on to the sheriff's office unless they ask me not to do it. And it's, it is a, when we got a hold of it, it was frozen ice cold. Let's just say it's not frozen ice cold, but somebody knows you got you didn't Miss Barbara's body did not get moved and hidden by one person. I'll tell you that much. And the and if more than one person is involved, you always have the chance of getting the juice. All right, so y'all keep sending your tips. It's a horrible, horrible case. I hate it. I hate it for that family. We found out so much stuff we just can't share because we want to tip the hand. Um, but I still believe in my heart that y'all are going to call in or get in touch with me and give me the one piece of information. And, and somebody knows, and you know you're listening to me, the, the, the killers are listening to me. You better believe they listen to every show just to see if they hear Miss Barbara's name brought up again. Call in your tips, people. All right. But um, knowing and being able to prove you know, murder never goes away. I mean, the charges doesn't the charge for murder doesn't get prescribed, meaning they they can be 80 years old and, and catch the charge. And. I believe in justice and I believe in y'all and I know that someone knows and it's, I'm praying that it's coming. So that's the update, but we ne- we've never stopped on Miss Barbara. So, all right. Um, Ruthie, Ruthie again, Ruthie's got a couple funny ones. Like she said, what would you do if you could be invisible for one day? Hmm. I don't know the the mm, <laughs> I don't want to say anything and get myself in trouble. The, the Ruthie, I'm gonna table the album for next time, sweetie. And she said, "What is the most useless or silly superpower that you possess?" Mm. I might, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna save this too, Ruthie. I might do a funny one on, on the next one. Because the, the, the I'm reading them and I don't want to say anything that's <laughs> you give me in trouble, girl. All right, uh, I'm gonna do one more for Ruthie. Ruthie says, "What law would you introduce if you had the power to make one?" I'll tell you what I would do, Ruthie. If I had the power to make one, 
the I would introduce the law that if you are convicted and like let's say through DNA something concrete, it, they I fuck the appeals process. If you're you convicted and it's concrete like DNA, it's you know less than one in in a hundred trillion chance that somebody else did it. I think the law should be an eye for an eye. I think they ought to immediately take you outside the courtroom, make it a public execution. But I think the law should be whatever you did to your victims gets done to you. So if you cut out your victim's eyes and rape them and slit their throat, I think they should do that in in front of the whole world and televise it and put it on the internet and everything. But it's got to be swift and certain. I'm talking about like it's concrete cases, not the ones, not ones, you know, uh, there's a lot of innocent people get convicted. I get that. I'm talking about something like they got your ass on video or the, the DNA, blah, 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 whatever. It's just a dead lock solid case. My law would be, Swift and certain, just as soon as they come down with that guilty verdict, that have the platform in the town square and do it exactly like they gave it to their victims. No mercy. And that would be my law. And so then that's why when people ask me to run for public office, I'm like, you don't want me to run for public office. At least the bad people don't. Um, let's see. Let's go to the land down under. Stephen Johnson says, good day, mate. And then he literally spelled it like that, G-D-A-Y, mate. I'm from Australia and would like to know if you have followed any Australian unsolved crimes and what would be the one Australian case you would um, want to be involved in solving. And, you know, uh, I had to look this one up because I – I'd heard of lots of different ones and seen like different documentaries and stuff on different ones. Um, the Wanda Beach murders and in the from January of '65, um, which is five years before I was born, y'all. And uh, two teenage girls were murdered, and they interviewed over sixteen thousand people. And had a five thousand suspects, and it just it's there's actually some a documentary on it, and it's really just crazy. The uh, uh, it, if you get to watch that, go watch it. I mean, I I, I would like to work on in any of Australia's cold cases, right? And let me tell you that uh, most people don't know when I started real life real crime. Oh, what's his name? Is is um, True Crime Island in Cam? I think his name is. He actually gave me my first cross promo, and he's an Australian podcaster, true crime podcaster. Uh, uh, and I had the we have lots of great lifers that that are from Australia, and um, hmm, yeah, that I mean, shit, they got a lot of. I got a lot of good crime. I hate to say good crimes, but a lot of really, really good stories. And 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 some of the um, there's another one with three little girls that got married, uh, murdered. I can't remember the name of it right now that that I saw also. But any any 
case. I just like cold cases, y'all. And and if I have the time to work them, to sit down and go through and dig through, not to play armchair quarterback or throw shade on people, but to have the knowledge I have now and be able to come in with a clear third eye, if you will, and not be biased one way or another and um, get into those cases. So great question, um, Cyrus. I mean, uh, Stephen Johnson. So I appreciate you. All right. So let's go to L.A. Cyrus. Says, do you have a favorite case that you worked during your career and or favorite that you were involved with as an expert witness? Uh, L.A., the... I don't know. I, I think each one of them are my favorites when actually cold cases, right? Like Corny Coco's and Mary Pouchot's. That's one since I've been a podcaster. Um, Screwdriver Red and Janet Benoit's cold case. God, I think that one was like 30 something years old at the time. Um, David and Christina Constance, uh, they weren't murderers. Damn, they, they dude got away with raping kids for 40 years. And and that's the first story I ever told on Real Life Real Crime. And the fact that the powers that be didn't, because all these victims were so poor. And look, the, the you know, I had a 40-something victims, and they told me, don't say anything about aggravated rape and the grand jury and, and all that. And I went in there. I didn't care if I got fired and then the, because they couldn't stop me once I started telling the story. And I said aggravated rape, aggravated rape. And they ended up coming back, calling a halt to the grand jury and coming back and say, okay, we're going for four aggravated rapes. And it took them longer to pick the jury foreman than it did to come back and give that fucker four life sentences. So there's, I can I don't know that I'm more proud of one of them than the other. I mean, because I'm just as proud of, of David Constance or Double Clutch being sitting in Angola as I am as Screwdriver Red. As I, I you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm really, really proud of, of all of them, actually. I mean, the, especially the cold case. I mean, uh, the guys and, and, and girls, if you will, that got away with it for all those years. Those are the ones I'm most proud of uh, um, that nobody else could catch. And whether it's as a podcaster or in my uh, career in law enforcement, you know, is one or the other, obviously. And but being able to um, get these people that nobody else could get, that meant and more to me probably than anything, to be honest with you, it still does. The uh, I don't know. That this kind of messes my that question kinda of messed my head up. It's a good good question. But I, it's like it's like having children. You love all of them, you know, and, and they're just all different. So thank you for questioning, Ellie Cyrus. So let's go to William Michael. This is a good question. William, it says, I have a good friend who is uniform patrol here. He pulled over a guy who provided an ID and then fled. They just let him go because they had his address. The question is, would you have chased? 
And afterwards, how do you approach the house to arrest? Is this considered a high-risk arrest? Great question, Michael. Um, Pulled over a guy, provided ID, and then fled. Well, I probably would have given a, a, I mean, I don't know what the fuck their policy is, but if I pull you over and you give me your ID and then you decide to haul ass because your sugar's turning to shit and you know I'm about to search your car or whatever it may be, oh, I'm chasing you. And and I'm not going to kill somebody over it. And but what what if it's a fake ID? What if he gave you a fake ID? Man, fuck that! I'm, you gonna run from me? We're gonna dance, right? And I'm, I'm gonna give pursuit. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna keep, do it to the point where people are gonna get killed and shit. But I'm gonna give pursuit. But let's say I didn't. Let's say that you know they let him go because they had his address. I don't fucking get that. But so yeah, I would have chased and. um if I had to approach the house for arrest and if I had to go, he probably ran because he had warrants or, or he had dope in the car or something like that. But let's say he had warrants and I could definitely validate this, this dude. Maybe I arrested him before something. You better believe I'm going to the house at four o'clock in the morning with my SWAT team buddies. You know, I'm going to get a no knock warrant and we're going to throw flashbangs in the window and I'm going to blow up, blow the rest of the windows out of your house and we're going to take. I'm a guy. You gonna get got? How about that? Right? That's how I would approach it. High risk. Um, it it all goes into the criminal history because you're gonna research and you have to do that before you get a warrant. Um, and you're gonna ask the old timers. You ask around. Say, hey, uniform patrol guys. Anybody y'all know this dude? Like if somebody arrested him or he's fought before or known to be armed. You know, you have to approach that uh, different one. Yeah. You know? Good question, eh, bro. Thank you. I appreciate it. Let's go to Rick Bolden. He says, hey, yeah. And I can do that because I know where this dude, where he's from. Uh, uh, hey, Woody. I'm from and live in southern Wisconsin and have family in Toma. Y'all, Toma's where Shane and Tracy lives, where I go hide out at. I love Wisconsin, by the way. Anyway, he says, would you ever consider doing a live show in Toma? That would be awesome. I'll tell you what, Rick, the, uh, man, that's some of the coolest people in the world in Toma. And I mean, they're like family to me, but you, you, next time I go up, which would be in a couple of weeks for Turkey season, when I go up again, I'm going to let you know, and you want to come up to Toma and we go drink a beer at the 400 club or, or at the tap house or something like that. I don't have to do a live show brother. And, uh, uh, to sit around and drink a beer with you and tell stories. When I, when I drink beer, I'm telling stories regardless. So just ask anybody that drinks with me. But I appreciate you. And, um, hey, message me where you're at in, in Wisconsin, Woody at RealLifeRealCrime.com. And I'll tell you, I think I got the third and fourth turkey season or something like that. Um, we could, we could, anyway, I'm coming up soon. Uh, appreciate you, Rick, and love my people in Wisconsin. All right, let's go to Ashley Nicole Stoneburner. says, hi, Woody. Love the show, and I'm a longtime listener. I would love to know if you've ever had any unexplained experiences or anything spooky happen while you were on calls. Thanks. I get this one every time I do the AMA. 
Yes, I have, but I've got to tell it, and you reminded me to do it again. I got to tell it on on an episode, a full, full length, if not two part series of um, Real Life Real Crime, the original. And let me tell you this: I believe in the paranormal. All right, it's just, I mean, freak. The Catholic Church believes in in, in possessions and different things like that. I mean, and if they do it, I'm not saying. Because I'm not Catholic anymore, but but if they validate it through all their scientists and everything else, yeah, I've seen shit and I've had shit happen. And if I told you, you wouldn't believe me. But I'm a, I'm gonna put it on an episode, sweetie, and, and um, I appreciate that a lot, right? So, all right, let's go to Mary. Marcantel Ballard, another OG lifer, says, is there any chance for you to be a part of a task force that will allow your investigative skills to continue so when you work a cold case, you don't have to turn evidence over to someone else when you get the bad guy or girl? Great question. And I'm going to tell you this. There's something coming television-wise Let's just say it's in the work. Hypothetically, it's in the works where, um, mm, I don't know how much I'm supposed to get away. This will swim. We get to do exactly that. Okay. And I will let y'all know as soon as I know. Uh, but wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if I got to go out and do that and, and just sit in on these task force and uh, hopefully get to bring some justice for some of these families. That would be amazing. And uh, Mary also, like, working uh, with Sheriff Jason Ard and the Lewis Parish Sheriff's Office in Miss Barber's case and stuff. So I, I have helped. And if somebody calls me and asks me for the help, especially a law enforcement agency, I'm going to try to do anything that I can for them. So, the, um Good question. And uh, y'all, I think I'm going to end it with um, this Ruth Ann, my sister. Ruth Ann Palmer, another OG lifer, been to every show and everything else. And look, I get this question almost every day through one social media channel or another. Say, I want to address this. Uh, And it says, what's going on with Scorch Justice? I'm still waiting to hear your take on Darley's case. Ah, Ruth Ann, Scorch Justice Season 1, total hit, right? Um, I was with iHeartRadio and Cloud 10. And they, unfortunately, it's the business side of things again. It's un, It was unlike Real Life Real Crime. I mean, Real Life Real Crime is highly produced, but I don't have the background music and all that sound effects and shit that, you know, the other big shows have. Scorch Justice, we did that. And... uh. Total success. I mean, we charted. We, we were in the in the top 100 and, and everything else on Jessica Chambers' case and Ming Xiao's uh, uh, case. Now, we had season two, and yes, it was it was going to be Darlie Routier's case in uh, called Death Row Mom, Scorch Justice season two. And then guess what happened? Business that I hate came around. I was I had recorded five episodes and they had, to their credit, they had paid for the artwork and 
the um the five episodes to be uh produced and everything like that and then guess what happened the commercial market dried up meaning the advertisers dried up they they were pulling purse strings or tightening them up for whatever reason so they kept delaying it and we were, we had a launch date for such and such and it would have been done on that day but when they didn't have the right amount of money to make it profitable for them they were like oh we got to push it back so they pushed it back again, and guess what happened? Then did it again. The the national advertising is there. We're going to wait and do it. And I'm like, I keep giving these release dates, and you keep pulling it back. And finally, I said, "Fuck it, I'm not, I'm not doing it." And I walked away. No, not throwing shade on Cloud Ten Media at all. I love them to death, Sim Sarna and them uh, and Saba. But the the fact of the matter is, by the time the you know third or fourth delay came i was like i'm like i don't i broke away from uh anything i heart uh and but i we have i've been inside darley's house i've been um we've been been in contact with her on death row and her family members uh, uh, look i'm gonna do it i just can't do it under uh, scores justice because the business side they own half of everything that has to do with that and now I'm, I'm going to do it under something else so but that's it that's on scores justice now maybe it's not saying that i won't go back one day and do something separate I mean, now i think cloud 10 and iHeartRadio have parted ways uh, um and then i won't go back and do something with cloud 10 maybe I, maybe maybe i'll do that i don't know but but it's the business side of things that fucks up with this this great gig I got going. But anyway, that said, the uh, that that case, Darley's case, holy shit, man. That I mean, I think I have an angle on it that no one else has. Uh, um, and I'm, you're right, I, I need to do it before they kill her, before they execute her. So. But I love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. If I didn't get you a question this time, I will get to it on the next Ask Me Anything. And y'all, we got all these seasons in and all these years in a real life real crime. And going back the uh, to telling some old cop stories, but also going to do some things on things that I feel that are important. Um so just stay tuned. I love and appreciate each and every one of you. And thank you again, patrons, convicts. And y'all, that's our subscribers. Um, and they get commercial-free early releases. And they get all the bonus episodes, which I think is in the mid-20s now, a bonus episodes locked up. A different tier levels get different things, like gifts and stuff like that. But Patreon convicts, Apple subscribers, thank you for your support. Lifers, all lifers, I love and appreciate each and every one of you. Um, if you've got a place that you want to do a meet and greet at, and, and email me, Woody at realliferealcrime.com. Also, you know what? The Speaking of the business side of things, we used to promote in the beginning, we used to promote businesses, uh that would contact us and, and the, you know, 
would use their product, et cetera, and if we believed in it, and they want to advertise with us, we would do that. And and you know what? This is real life, real crime. Not real life, real crime daily. Real life, real crime. And I think we should be able to use this platform to continue to do that. We had some of the best people in the world, and I mean, we that them advertising on the show was a huge blessing for them. Um, I mean, financially, right? And recognize why it's because lifers. Uh, bought the products or, or used the products or whatever. So I think you're going to see more of that. If y'all want to advertise with us, email me at woody at realliferealcrime.com and I will put you in with the powers that be. And you would believe, I mean, there's all kinds of different ways you can do it. Uh, you know, over 150-some thousand people just on social media alone and we have our own app and um, of course, commercials on on the show here itself. The I'm not I'm not talking about real life real crime daily. I'm talking about real life real crime. And if you know if I believe in you, let me help you uh, and help your business grow. So reach out about that. So we'll cl- conclude today's episode. Love all life first. Thank you so much. And um, straight up letting this one out of the bag again. Cold case files. The new season is coming up. I haven't. I'm featured in a, in a one hour special. I'm not going to tell you any more about it yet. It's it was, it's been recorded, y'all, for like four months, and uh, um, so look out for that. Lopa, Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency. That's my jam, people. They save lives every day, and if you are a lifer from Budapest and you want to become an organ donor, go to lopa.org, take two minutes, fill out the questionnaire. You don't have to be from the state of Louisiana. Sign up, people. Be a hero. Um, They save lives every day, all right? And I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. Until next time or ever, don't let me catch you down on Murder by You. Peace. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will want one for you. Do you understand your rights? When the wolf is at your door, you run in zone with that.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.